Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Well, there was a weekend. Five All-Stars sitting out the Jazz-Laker game and a couple of spring football games. And we're going to cover it all here in the first hour. Jazz lost to the Lakers in OT. Really entertaining game, even though so many big names were out of it. And Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley are both listed as probable for tonight's game. So, advantage Jazz getting them back. Uh, We'll get to that coming up in just a few minutes. But right now, we're going to start with the spring football games, the Utes and the Aggies. First, the Aggies. Blake Anderson, the head coach. Uh, The blue-white game had the offense versus the defense. So, they gave the defense points for some situational scorings, three and out, stopping fourth downs, that kind of stuff. Uh, And he thought it was definitely a mixed bag. And actually, it's pretty funny uh, talking talking to himself about how angry he got with him. I'm going to be angry with this no matter what happens. Here's Blake Anderson, his take on his new team at Utah State after his first spring game. Here's the coach, Blake Anderson. Clearly the defense started out better than the offense. Proud that they responded, and, and likewise the fact that the defense found a way to create some turnovers at the end. So I, I really can't win today. I'm going to be mad at somebody either way. I uh, didn't like the turnovers, but just the energy was good. Kids have been phenomenal all spring. Uh, we're pushing them, asking a lot of them, but they're they're just coming back every day with great attitude. So I'm, I'm really pleased. Um, got out of it, I think, pretty healthy. I don't really think we had any bumps and bruises that were major, which is another big plus today. And with 7-0 linemen, uh, to get the day we got today with uh, without causing any other issues, I was, I was pretty pleased. So a lot to teach off of, a lot of work left to do. Summer's going to be huge for us fall camp, but um, you know, I, I like the team. I, we're going to be competitive and, and who knows what we can get done over the summer and maybe some additions to the group with, and, and just some late additions in recruiting and who knows what this group's capable of. Coach, is the offensive line has that happened during the camp, or have did that been a problem all camp? Of well, we went in with a couple guys that were hurt to begin with, and then we we just strangely the last week uh, have had a few in that position that we're not able to go today. Nothing that's going to be lingering into the fall, but enough to keep us really limited today. Made it tough, but I mean, they, they fought through, and, and we we got all seven through today. They all made it; none of them went down. So that was kind of holding your breath, but it was a, it was a plus. Coach, it seems like um, it seems like Andrew and Cooper are kind of like your two main QBs. What did you think of the way they played? Well, I don't like turnovers, and I don't know who threw them, but beyond that, good. Uh, made some plays. I thought Pisa did a good job of extending plays and creating a couple big ones. The one that DT scored on was him creating, and that's the thing he does really well. Uh, you know, Bonner's been out all spring with a broken bone in his foot. Would have loved to have seen him get reps with this group, but they've been really valuable reps for that quarterback room. Competition's still out there. We, we still got a lot of work to do at that position, but I do think they've both improved through the course of the spring and, and have a have a good grasp of what we're wanting to do. Coach, you got a lot of running backs out there, and pretty much all of them seem to have some pretty good moments. How tight do you expect that running back depth chart to be? I think it's going to be really tight. I can see where we'll play a lot of guys. with If we can get the amount of reps that we'd like to get, uh, which means we're moving the chains and, and getting first downs, it, it could take several. Uh, it's not going to be a one just a one-man show. We're just not. I don't think we're that room, and I don't think this style of offense allows for that to be the case. Been really pleased of getting productive, efficient reps from really everybody in the room. Um, it, it seems to be it doesn't matter which one you put out there. It, it, within the offense, they're all being 
fairly efficient. Uh, they can block, they can catch the ball, and, and they, they they finish forward. And that, that allows us to stay ahead of the team. So I, I'm really pleased with that group. Both this scrimmage and uh, the, the first one, you, there were a lot of defensive guys, you know, potential impact guys on the sidelines. It yeah. seems like most of them are walking around. Uh, how confident and hopeful are you that everyone's going to be good to go for uh, for summer camp? Well, I, I feel great. Uh, we really have had uh, the surgeries that were needed to get guys prepared were done early. All those guys should be back for summer work. I don't, I don't expect any of the injuries that we've had over the course of the spring to linger into fall camp. I think everybody should be back full speed. Now, we need to have a good summer, a safe summer in training and don't create any other issues. But to get through, you know, spring ball with as much banging as we did and to not tell you we lost somebody for the season is, is a blessing because that does not always happen. Coach Von Gretchen and Carter, are they making some big plays on defense. Other guys that stood out to you on how they played defensively? I, I think the defensive line is really taking some big steps. We didn't get a whole lot of pressure the first couple weeks. Last week, they started to show up. Coach Banda and the crew are starting to utilize those with more movement and kind of turn them loose. And if it was you know, live quarterbacks today, they, they probably would have had another couple sacks. They're definitely in the, in the vicinity. Um, but I, I think they're doing the same thing we're kind of doing a running back. They're playing a lot of guys, throwing a lot of guys at the problem. I think collectively the energy and the attitude is phenomenal. Uh, and that will give us a chance. If we'll play harder than the opponent on that side and chase the ball, it will give us a chance. Can you talk a little bit about just having spring football where these guys were shut down in their second practice yeah, last year yeah. and what that's done to the mentality of everybody, even in their work now that you've seen during spring? Yeah, it's hard to even, I don't know, even kind of look back and realize this time last year, you know, everybody was at home and nobody's working. So we, this has been, this has been really big to, to get a full training cycle, to get a full spring, to, to be able to work with these guys every day. I, I think that's one of the reasons that there's, there's just, a, a, a huge energy in the, in the in the meeting room and in the locker room and on the field. And you can see it when you come to practice. They're having a great time. I think they appreciate what we're getting to do because it was taken away from them a year ago. So what will the plan be then now? What do you do? What is your summer plan for this team? Well, we got finals and stuff coming up here the next couple weeks, so it'll be pretty limited. Uh, NCAA says we got to give them a little break, so we're going to do that in the month of May. Come June June 1st, they'll be here full-time, and we'll be working. Uh, Coach Jackson will uh, he'll dial it up a little bit. We, we've acclimated them. We're past acclimatization. Now we're get-after-them stage, and the summer's huge. Lift, run, four days a week, meetings when they allow. These guys will practice a couple days a week on their own. We call them player-run practices. We'll find out in August, you know, what kind of team we really have because you kind of turn the keys over to them in the summer. It'll be challenging. Coach Jackson will – he will find out who really loves ball and who doesn't over the course of the summer. And then the other thing I was going to ask you is uh, they're starting to recruit in person again in June, or at least they yeah. kind of talked about that. So that changes things, but already we're seeing what the guys are saying they're committed to you guys. So you've been doing a lot of work and stuff yeah. like before that anyhow, but can you talk about what that's going to mean to you guys? Well, recruiting is 24-7 year-round. So we've been we've been doing everything we could virtually. Uh, the month of June is going to be huge to get guys on campus. Uh, virtually is one thing, but spending time in a room with a guy and looking at people face-to-face and getting to meet family, we will expect to have people on campus pretty much every day in the month of June. We'll have some camps as well. We'll be announcing those pretty soon. Uh, but that's where I think the bulk of recruiting is done. We've got six commits right now, and I think it's a great start. But uh, we've still got three quarters 
members of the class left left the field, and I would expect a lot of that to be done during the course of June. Coach, the, the press release for this event said that fans had to wear masks in the stands, and it seemed like a lot of them either weren't wearing any or had them on incorrectly. Yeah. You're an influential voice in the athletic department. What's your message just for that going forward? You know, obviously some of the restrictions are changing, and we're hoping that they change more as the vaccine, uh, you know, more and more people are, are being vaccinated and, and, and seeing the numbers change across the country. It's hard to control what happens in the stands. People got to do what they feel comfortable with. Down here, we're just trying to keep keep distancing, keep masks on, space, and try to be as, as smart as we can. We've been testing every week, and I mean, we've virtually had zero positives for, for, for well over a month. So I think what we've been doing and and I think the dynamic of the virus itself and what are people are doing in the community has worked to get us through to this point. So I'm hoping to have a full stadium in the fall, and I'm hoping people don't have to worry about it, to be honest with you. But uh, we'll just see how it progresses. Hey, Coach, in the process of implementing the new offense, have there been any players that have risen this spring as leaders and kind of carried it forward? Yeah, I mean, I think you could ask Coach Tug a little bit more specifically, but it's clear to see. I mean, DT has been a probably maybe one of the best recruits we've made was getting him to stay put. Uh, I think there's some some subtle leadership happening up front on the old line. Just that group kind of it kind of moves the offense. If that group's playing collectively with energy and playing well, it gets you going. Um, I think there's an opportunity for a lot of guys to really emerge over the summer now that they've got a good foundation of what we're doing. Uh, but but I've been uh, I've been pleased with that that group's resiliency. Bad day, come back, have a good day the next day. Bad first, you know, I don't know, 20 minutes of this, and then they rebound, start making plays. And uh, to me, there's there's some guys that are going to step up. We've got some really good players that aren't are practicing too, that have the ability to step into those roles over the summer. Speaking about rebounding, your defense seemed to do that as well. Yeah. You were up early, fell behind. What did you think of just the feistiness and the competitiveness of that side of the ball? Yeah, I, I was pleased. That, that's something you, you can't let one drive or one big play get you down we talked about it in the meeting before we came out there's going to be there's going to be give and take you, you got to respond uh, get back up off the turf and step back into the next punch and the next play and they did that created two turnovers got themselves right back into the game in terms of the score it's funny we've been doing the scoring system for the last five six years and it always comes down the last drive it just inevitably it comes down the last drive had the defense got to stop they would have gotten three points and they'd have won. Offense got a score and, and it, it won the game for them. So that's we wanted it to be competitive and nobody quitting made that possible. There's Utah State coach Blake Anderson. When we come back, the youth spring game. Kyle Whittingham on the state of the team. We'll hear from quarterback Charlie Brewer and Devon Vele, receiver, had a pretty nice game. Uh, we'll get to that coming up. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to hear from the Utes after their spring game. Quarterback Charlie Brewer going 15 for 15. Of course, he was the one guy who couldn't be hit in the game, uh, which I think tells you about his status on the team pretty clearly. Here's Charlie Brewer after the game. Charlie, you didn't miss a single throw that you made today. Uh, it, it looked like you were feeling pretty good. Was that the case? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it was fun for us to get out there, um, you know, especially as an offensive unit and just kind of, you know, an exclamation point to put just the spring, really, um, and go have some fun um, and kind of show, you know, a glimpse of kind of what we've been doing. Next question will come from John Kuhn with AP. Charlie, how, how is your uh, chemistry kind of progressing with the receivers? It seems like you guys are on the same page pretty well from play to play and drive to drive. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just a ongoing, you know, process of of getting that timing down as, you know, as good as we can. And, you know, throughout, you know, winter workouts and stuff like that, we were able to do that on our own. Um, and, you know, now throughout camp, uh, uh, spring ball, um, we're, we're able to, you know, strengthen that even more. And then now, you know, going into summer, we'll do a lot of throwing, um, a ton of it. So keep building on that. Next question will come from Josh Newman with the Salt Lake Tribune. Charlie, at this point, how comfortable are you with this offense and with this playbook, you know, now that spring's over? I feel very comfortable with it. Um, obviously, there's, you know, a good amount that I, I can still, you know, learn. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff to it. But, you know, I think, you know, throughout spring ball and really, you know, like the day I got here is when we started going over it. Um, you know, it's been an ongoing process all, all spring. And I think it's been really good and feel like I have a great understanding of the offense. And just a quick follow-up to that, you know, as an older guy, you've been through this before. What is the mindset now um, in this time period between, you know, spring ball ending and the summer program starting? You know, what is this four or five weeks about to be like for the players? I mean, I think, you know, a lot of guys will go home, um, you know, and, you know, obviously a key thing is to stay in shape and, you know, get with, you know, whoever you work out with, everyone kind of has their own guy probably that they work out with back home and, you know, and then we'll come back up and, um, get, you know, get it going again. Next question will come from Jeff Call of Desert News. Charlie, what uh, has impressed you about Devon Bailey's performance, not only today, but throughout the spring and kind of what are your expectations of him for this fall? Yeah, I mean, I have very high expectations for him. I feel like he... You know, as a complete receiver, um, you know, he has size and, you know, he can jump out of the gym and, you know, really go up and high point the ball. So, you know, I feel like he's, you know, really a, a big play receiver. Um, and I feel like he's going to have a huge fall. There's Utah quarterback Charlie Brewery talked about Devon Vele, redshirt freshman who's had, uh, you know, it used to be if you're a redshirt freshman, you hadn't played a game. He's played in nine games. He got four games, but that was a redshirt year um, because now they have the new rule, right, where you can play four games. And so he played four games, mostly special teams. And then last year he got to play in five games, but last year doesn't count because they paused the eligibility clock. So, and he's a return missionary, so he's <laughs> like a 22-year-old freshman. He could break Britton Covey's record for oldest player ever at Utah. Uh, Devon Vele, he's a redshirt freshman out of the uh, San Diego area, 6'4". Uh, walked on a couple of years ago, making an impact. Here's Devon Vele after the game. Devon, you've uh, we we haven't been able to watch you guys play until today, but uh, it seemed you know you were obviously making a lot of really good plays. What have you been really focused on during spring ball and also during during the off season? 
Um, the biggest thing I've been trying to learn is just, uh, you know, doing my job um, and understanding the offense. Uh, we got a lot of playmakers on the offense, and I just want to uh, add a little mix to it, whatever I can to um, find success. Um, and the spring was uh, an opportunity for me, not only for me, but a bunch of the other guys, too, to find our place into uh, what we believe can be a really good team coming in the fall. Next question will come from Josh Newman with the Salt Lake Tribune. At this point, Devon, after the spring you just had, what do you think you need to work on the most so that you can get on the field come September and, and really make an impact? Um, I think my biggest thing I just need to learn is uh, having confidence in my play. Um, one thing I noticed from uh, last COVID season was, um, I guess, um, there's a saying like the lights were a little too bright for me, you know. Um, I just got to understand that um, – I have a place in here at Utah football and I need to um, step up, you know, especially with the guys, uh, Brian Thompson and Samson Nakua leaving. Um, it leaves a, a big gap in our team, but I understand that this team is ready and capable of doing anything we need to. And I need to understand that I need to step up as well and uh, continue to make plays, not just uh, for one practice or one spring game, but I need to do it at a consistent basis. And just to follow that up, you know, you say that maybe the lights were too big, but the fact is you were able to get five games of experience. How, how, how critical were those five games? Oh, they were huge. They were very huge. Um, one thing that helped me, it, under, it helped me understand uh, the biggest things I needed to work on. Um, it made me work on my craft a lot more and uh, gain a stronger work ethic um, to really commit myself to this team and to this program to do the best that I can where, uh, wherever they need me to be at. Next question will come from Cole Bagley with the Utah Daily Chronicle. Devon, how would you describe uh, your relationship and chemistry with Charlie Brewer? Uh, I think it's great. Um, me and Charlie, we were really good. Uh, we're always really good at communicating with each other, what we see on the defense and what we think it could work, what can work, what couldn't work. Uh, and we did that even today in the spring game. Uh, did little audibles here and there, uh, reading the defense, understanding the defense and understanding what we can do to make uh, those big plays happen. So I think uh, our relationship is actually really great. I know it could be better too as uh, the time passes and uh, both of us continue to work together throughout um, summer camp and eventually in the fall camp. There's Devon Vele after the game and here's his fellow receiver, Solomon Enos. Solo, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on Charlie Brewer. He didn't he didn't miss a, a single pass attempt today and uh, you know, it, it, he looked really good out there and you've obviously played with him throughout all of spring. Just your, your thoughts on his play throughout spring. Uh, his play's been consistent, especially throughout practice. Uh, we've been turning up in practice uh, in relationship and with the receivers and the quarterback group, but, you know, he's really stood out the most. Um, you know, he's just a consistent guy. You know, he's advertised when we got him. It's just that's what we got. Uh, he's a dog. He's a great captain, great leader. Uh, you know, he's going to spread the ball when he can. He's a playmaker. You know, he's going to go in there and be like, hey, get open. I'm going to get you the ball. So, you know, that just building that relationship. I mean, I think it's a great fit for him to be here. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for the future. Next question will come from John Kuhn with AP. Solomon, with your experience in the program, what has been different about this spring for you? Uh, what have you learned personally going through spring ball? Uh, going through spring ball this year, I really tapped into the playbook a lot more. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, I've, I take pride in being a student of the game. So instead of just learning my position, position, I, you know, I kind of spread out and learn everyone's just, I can be more versatile, you know, amongst the group, uh, you know, so I've been diving in the playbook a lot more, not saying I haven't already, but, you know, learning it, uh, detail wise, uh, just trying to be a guy that can pretty much play anywhere. They can put me anywhere and, uh, you know, be successful at it. So, you know, just kind of hunkering down, locking in and 
focusing on those details and just being a guy that the team can rely on no matter if I'm on the sideline or if I'm in the slot or the outside and blocking the whole time. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to prepare myself to be the best teammate I can be. Next question will go to Trevor Allen. Coming into spring, we knew you guys didn't have Samson and Brian anymore, but it was it, and, and we knew that we had you and uh, and Covey. But Devon Vale made some really good plays today. Has that been something that has been throughout throughout all of all of spring? And is he a guy who you think could step in to fill the void of those two who left? Uh, yeah, Devon Vale has been our secret weapon for a minute now. Um, you know, it sucks seeing Brian and Samson moving on, but. You know, we support them guys at the end of the day. They got to do what they got to do. And, you know, we're brothers, so we love each other for that. But, you know, bailey has been ready. Uh, he's been consistent. He's uh, been reliable. People can rely upon him a lot. You know, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for this tandem that we got going on, this duo that we got going. Um, but I think anyone in the room can get the job done. I know Covey, Covey and I kind of the front runners. JD came back uh, with some experience, an experience aspect. But uh, I think Bailey's ready to go and he's fully capable. All right. All right. Final question for Solo will come from Jeff Call with the Deseret News. How was it just uh, being in the stadium, having fans there, hearing noise and things like that? What was that experience like for you today? Man, I missed it. Just seeing people in the crowd, just hearing noise. You know, during COVID, they had the speakers playing like the little surround noise and all that, but it wasn't the real feel. But uh, today, you know, it's kind of a sigh of relief that we there's hope it's promising that we can have fans in the fall but hopefully everyone continues to wear their, ma wear their mask gets vaccinated you know take care of their part so we can see more fans and we can really fill up the stadium especially with the extension i mean you guys seen the extension today and you know it's, it's amazing and i can't wait for it to be rocky and i think what september 2nd september 3rd against weber state uh you know we got a lot of work to get done before we get there but i can't wait to see all the fans in rice cycle stadium and there's solomon enos enough from the players let's hear from the head coach kyle whittingham what he thinks of his youths as spring football comes to an end with the spring game. Good culmination of spring ball. Um, a lot of guys making plays out there. Uh, you know, we may have had an injury or two. I'll have to find out uh, come tomorrow what, where we stand with that. But uh, otherwise, it was a, a good spring overall. Got made a lot of progress. Got a lot of things sorted out. Still have some things to sort out uh, going forward. And that's what fall camp's for. Um, but uh, I think we're in a good place right now, and we'll, uh, you know, we got to get ready for the summer conditioning, which is the next phase, which starts June one. And that'll be a, a huge uh, part of our success or lack thereof, depending on how we handle that. So that'll be important that we attack that summer conditioning program. Questions? First question will come from Trevor Allen with KSL Sports. Kyle, you were you, you've, you've been hyping up uh, Charlie Brewer pretty well, and that was the first time we got to actually see him live and didn't miss a pass. What did you think of his performance? Clean, just like he's been all spring. He's he's a quick decision maker. He's accurate. Uh, gets the ball out of his hand quickly. Um, does a good job protecting the football. And so what you saw today was uh, what we've been seeing all spring long, and uh, it's going to be a great battle between him and Cam come fall camp. Uh, for that number one spot and Charlie uh, has really done an outstanding job of of uh, integrating into our program uh, becoming a youth uh, understanding how we do things and uh, he is uh, a guy that uh, we have a uh, a lot of hope for and, and like I said Cam we you know coming off last year uh, earning that job and then unfortunately getting hurt in the first game you know that tells you what tells you what we think of Cam as well uh, and so that should be a great battle this fall. Next question will come from Josh Newman with the Salt Lake Tribune. 
Hey, Kyle, it's been a while since there's been any signs of like real normalcy with a crowd and the band and, and the cheerleaders. Just what did you think of the atmosphere today? It was great. My players really were excited about it. Uh, it's been, what, since 2019 since we were in a, in a stadium that had fans in it. And uh, our fans showed great support today, even though there's only 6,500. Uh, our ticket guy told me that we probably could have got over 20,000 had we let everybody in that wanted to get tickets that made phone calls. And so that's, that's encouraging to hear that the, the fans are excited about the team and, and uh, we're hoping that we get to fill that place up this fall. So we'll see what happens. Next question will come from John Kuhn of AP. Kyle, you had a, quite a good mix of running backs today. Um, and then Jaquindon Jackson got, got a little bit of a chance to show off his running skills. Is that a role you kind of envision for him within the offense, um, being able to come in and do some reps at running back? Well, you mean running back or as a, as a running quarterback? Both. Well, yeah, not, no, no real plans to move him to running back, but, but uh, he's a tremendous athlete, as you saw today. And uh, whether or not we evolve into a uh, Jaquinnon package as a wildcat type of a uh, situation remains to uh, be seen. We'll see how things go this fall camp, but uh, we believe he has a, a high ceiling and uh, is going to be a really good player for us. He's just a freshman, and so he's got a lot of eligibility left, and and we're excited about him. and And uh, he made a lot of progress this spring, and if he continues to progress in the fall camp like he did in spring, there very well may uh, may be a role for him uh, this fall in that capacity. Next question will come from Cole Bagley with the Utah Daily Chronicle. Coach, I'm curious just about your uh, overall thoughts about the performances of the, the freshman quarterbacks, Peter Castelli and Jaquindon Jackson. I thought both of them showed good signs. You know, Peter came out and, and made some nice throws and, and showed some mobility in the pocket and uh, essentially played that entire first half. And then Jaquindon played the entire second half uh, for the Red Squad and, and did some good things as well. He threw some good balls as well as make, made some nice runs. Uh, they're still learning. There's a, it's a process. Uh, you've got to be a little bit more decisive at times in the pocket. Don't hold on to the ball so long. And that's that's part of the maturation process of a quarterback. And uh, But we feel like we've got a, a bunch of good freshman quarterback quarterbacks and we'll see how they sort themselves out as uh, you know, as time goes by, and then just a quick follow-up: um, what were your what were your thoughts on the uh, running back transfers, um, TJ Pledger and uh, Chris Curry? Very positive. Those guys uh, showed some good stuff today, and that that's what they've been doing all spring long. Uh, between those two and Mackay Bernard, we think we got a you know three backs at least that are really going to be. Uh, you know, top-notch guys and, and very capable. And then we have uh, Ricky Parks, who's coming this summer, and you saw Charlie Vincent do some good things, uh, you know, in the scrimmage. And so we think that that position is going to be uh, just fine and very productive for us. Next question will come from Josh Furlong with KSL.com. Hey, Kyle, you've obviously touched on the, the running back's position, but uh, today's logo obviously had, was a memory to Ty Jordan. You know, how, how do you kind of balance that knowing that, you know, you, you've obviously lost a great talent, but you've got a lot of depth there that, that can kind of take over while also recognizing all that today? Yeah, well, Ty's loss is, you know, we, we all, you know, it's just, I don't know what more I can say that I haven't already said concerning that. It's just a tragic situation and, and uh, something that uh, is, you know, on the minds of our players uh, constantly. 
and this is a way you know the the uh, emblem we had on the side of the helmet and the emblem on some of the sweatshirts you saw there uh, long live Ty Jordan we just want to continue to uh, keep him in the forefront of our minds and and every dollar that was taken in today by tickets goes to his uh, scholarship fund and uh, we will name a player this fall that's the recipient of the Ty Jordan scholarship that'll occur during fall camp and that's something that we uh, plan on keeping uh, alive and, and going for, for years to come. Final question will come from Trevor Allen with KSL Sports. What did you learn about your team come by that, that you probably didn't think of when you started spring ball? Well, I think we're going to be a complete football team. That's uh, We had some question marks at certain positions, and I think we've uh, solidified just about every question mark we had. And uh, you know, we'll take a hard evaluation these next two or three weeks of, of what transpired in spring ball and evaluate all the film and, and determine if we need to uh, – you know, continue to look through the portal and, and you know, decide what uh, what shortcomings we may have. But but uh, overall, we, we came out of spring and uh, feeling like we're a pretty, pretty good team. And, and again, we'll do the, uh, you know, the uh, final analysis uh, in the upcoming weeks. And we got a lot of tape. We have uh, over 800 reps of team reps uh, in a team setting that uh, is basically a season that we got done this spring. And so there's a lot of a lot of film to continue to evaluate. And a lot of guys uh, had a lot of opportunity this spring to get better, which uh, we feel they did. There's Kyle Whittingham after the youth spring game. All right, we've heard from the Aggies and the youths coming up next, the Jazz, after their loss. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Well, that was a weird game in Los Angeles Saturday. First off, kind of a letdown, five all-stars from this year's game, and none of them play. Not one. Everybody's out. But it ended up being a very competitive, very entertaining game. Ended up going overtime. Jordan Clarkson is back. The time off did him some good. Uh, but the Jazz now uh, tonight are expected to have Gobert and Conley for the game as the two teams play again tonight on ESPN. All right, let's get to the best of the Jazz postgame show. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Happy Monday morning to everybody. Uh, the Jazz fell on Saturday afternoon to the Lakers in overtime, 127 and 115. Really hard-fought game. Jazz were missing uh, not only Donovan Mitchell, of course, with a sprained ankle, uh, but Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, and Derek Favors also all all missed this one. Jazz very shorthanded, fought hard. Jordan Clarkson hit a three late. Uh, the Lakers ended up uh, uh, getting a layup from Dennis Schroeder to put it into overtime. Um, and the Jazz just uh, ran out of gas in the overtime period, end up losing 127 to 115. They were led by Jordan Clarkson at 27 points. Uh, Irsan Ilyasova had 20 points, six of eight from three, as he uh, got a, got the start in place of Rudy Gobert. And Joe Ingles, who also started, uh, he had 20 points to go along with 14 assists. In fact, the Jazz had 31 assists on 42 made field goals, but came up a little bit short. Uh, Andre Drummond led the way for the Lakers with 27. Uh, Dennis Schroeder and Contavious Caldwell-Pope both had 25. Let's get some uh, post-game sound going. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. 
Hi, Coach. First question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, so Ursan gets the start at center tonight and comes out just absolutely firing. Uh, has a pretty kind of out of nowhere game. What did you see from uh, him throughout the course of the game tonight? Well, I mean, you said the beginning of it. I thought that that's you know that's one of the things that he's capable of doing, and you know, obviously on the on the level that he did it tonight, um, his aggressiveness early. Um, something that that we want from him uh, allows us to, to space the floor from another position, and uh, you know I think it, it's reflected in you know the number of threes that he got up and in our ability to uh, you know to get more clean looks from different guys. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Well, it seems like to some degree there was some experimentation there um, with different looks, different lineups. What did you take away from this game in, in those uh, respects without the three All-Stars? Well, you know, I think more than experimentation, we're just trying to feel the game and looking for different combinations that, um, that could help us, and particularly when, you know, they were making a run and, and I think it got up to 14 where um, – we're just trying to find, you know, different guys that could, could make plays and kind of connect together, um, you know, and that's that's not always that apparent in a short short time. So you're, um, you know, you're, you're you're guessing on some level. Um, obviously, an educated guess, but we had a lot of guys that came in and you know gave us contributions, no matter how um, no matter how small or how large. I think we had a lot of guys that came in ready to compete. Last question, Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Uh, and to piggyback off Andy a little bit, what do you hope the guys who don't play as much, what do you hope they take from a game like this? Well, I think we've seen this in a few games, you know, that you never know when the game's going to present itself uh, an opportunity for you to make an impact. You know, the end of the half, um, Jarrell goes up and makes a big block. Um, just that there's always, you know, I put me in for a short stretch to defend. Uh, a foul trouble can dictate a lot of those things. So everybody's, you know, everybody's got to be ready to contribute and everybody can do that in different ways. Um, sometimes it's, it's difficult, you know, when you're seeing how combinations interact, particularly, you know, in tonight's case, when we didn't have as many ball handlers, guys really had to share, um, share that responsibility, which, you know, isn't, isn't always easy. There's Coach Snyder. His team came up a little short in overtime, 127 to 115. Let's move on and hear from the players. Let's start things off uh, with Irsan Ilyasova. Okay, we'll start with Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Irsan. Um, five of five from three in the first quarter, but things started to quiet down a little bit offensively for you through the rest of the game. Were they maybe running you off the line a little bit more, or what was ha- happening after that first quarter? Well, when we do try to explore the weaknesses as far as just, you know, being a stretching five and, you know, put the under drum and a pick and roll. But I think as far as, like you said, you know, you know, hitting those five threes and they try to, you know, they change the game plan and uh, try to, you know, gather with a smaller guy. And I mean, like I said, you know, try to be productive the same as I was in the first quarter, you know, just get the crush to face the glass. And I think we did a really, really good job as a team, you know, be aggressive. And I mean, small things could, you know, uh, falling our way, but, you know, stuff happens. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Arson. Obviously, with this game, with having Rudy out and Donovan out and Mike out and Fave out, 
we're seeing a lot of, you know, different guys playing who normally don't get so many minutes. We're seeing a lot of different lineups and, you know, uh, strategies and, and things like that. How difficult was it kind of trying to find ways to make things work tonight? I mean, this is, you know, the, the, the beauty of the team, you know, everybody ready. And obviously it's a long season, you know, a lot of ups and downs as far as just, you know, the injuries and, you know, things like that. And I think when you look at this team, you know, everybody ready. Uh, obviously, sometimes you have no minutes, but, you know, you do your work and obviously get ready. And when you name call, you know, you just get up there and do whatever necessary. And uh, this is one of those nights, you know, when uh, everybody was, you know, come up on the bench ready to play. And uh, like I said, we, we had this game and close to the end we close and close out you know obviously if uh, we could rebound a little bit more and you know uh, less turnovers we could win this game Andy Larson Salt Lake Tribune Ersan tell me about the uh, block you had on Kyle Kuzma what did you see on that play when I see him coming, you know, on the baseline and uh, we, we was playing zone, you know, I tried to, you know, recover from the corner and like I said, try to, you know, be aggressive defensively and I meet him at the rim, you know, and, uh, he, you know, like I said, I tried to put my effort into it. And uh, like I said, overall, you know, we play really well defensively and uh, uh, like I said, you know, it's, it's a, it was long some stretches when we could be better, yes, but like I said, you know, it's we have another game with them and try to get better. Maxime Lagorgis, the free agent out of France. Um, what does the coach say at the end of the first quarter to explain your comeback? Uh, like we try to be aggressive, you know, move the ball and uh, I think eliminate the turnovers, you know, the less turnovers and uh, it's like we, you know, we got uh, ourselves in the game again, you know, down, I think it was down 14, you know, we come up and uh, we make a run, uh, we share the ball, you know, we play, you know, aggressively, defensively and I think that uh, the zone defense helped us a lot, you know, cut them off guard a little bit and like I said, I mean, our struggle was, you know, kind of uh, defensive rebounds, you know, and we try to black people out and you know, they're really big and strong, you know, down there. And uh, when we do that, and we just be able to run and make those trees. Last question, follow up from Eric Walden. Obviously, I'm sure that, you know, you knew with with Rudy and, and Fave both out and Udoka, you know, being out long term that you'd be seeing some minutes. But just given that, you know, most of your appearances to this point have kind of, you know, come late in games or in blowouts, what was it like knowing that, you're going to be thrust in right from the beginning tonight and, and having an impact on the game from the outset. What kind of adjustment did that require from you mentally? I mean, this basketball ever the same. Uh, obviously, this season so far was really unusual. Uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of practices as far as just, you know, it's a lot of games, a lot of traveling, you know, and uh, I mean, it's all some of those things, you know, it's hard to kind of uh, keep up, learn, learn, learn the new places, you know, but like I said, it's all about playing basketball, you know, and uh, when you play against, you know, with the guys who really, you know, with high IQ basketball, you just, you know, try to make a play and, you know, be in the right place and do the right things. And I think like, you know, like I said earlier, you know, it's all about just stay ready and uh, prepare yourself for whatever necessary, you know, and uh, come up strong and play your game. That's your son, Ilya Sova. 20 points, five rebounds, four steals, two blocks, including just a monster block on Kyle Kuzma, who's going up for the dunk. And uh, Ilya Sova stuffed him cold right there at the rim. Let's move on now and hear from Joe Ingles. All right. We'll start with Eric Wald and Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Joe, with uh, three all-stars out and, and Fave also out, how much kind of different stuff did you guys have to try 
out there tonight just to kind of make things happen and, and fill minutes? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say we had to try kind of any, obviously there was different guys out there for, for bigger stretches than, than normal, obviously Ersan and Duane being kind of the two obvious ones. Um, offensively, obviously, and defensively, just try try and keep it a little bit more basic. Obviously, we, we like you said, I mean, we were missing four pretty important guys um, with with the guys that you mentioned. So just just kind of keep it keep it basic, let it flow, let guys play. Um, I think for the majority of the game, we did a, a pretty good job. Obviously, um, we we missed some stuff uh, late, had some turnovers late, and they they kind of counted off that. But um, I mean, we were one stop away from from winning the game, really. So um, we'll take a lot a lot obviously some some good stuff out of it, but. I mean, regardless of who's out there, it still sucks to lose. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll kind of get back together and watch some film and, and get ready for the next one. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Joe, I think you guys had like eight turnovers in the third quarter. Um, was there just some confusion or miscommunication or was that more from what the Lakers were able to do on defense? Um, I mean, I can't remember one of them, so I couldn't really pinpoint what they – they were. I probably had one or two of them. Um, don't nod your head, Andy. Otherwise, I'm going to slap you through the camera. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I mean it's. They obviously picked up their. They were picking. Uh, they came out of the half and they picked up their energy um, a little bit more than what they were. They weren't picking up at all in the first half, and they kind of picked up full court a bit more and were, were at the point of screens a bit more and, and just got a bit more aggressive. I think um, that's obviously it's a lot of it. I would assume if we, we go back and look at it, I would assume it's a lot of it um, that we can control um, passes or losing the ball or whatever the, the situations were that we can control. So, um, like I said, we'll, we'll go look at it. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it, it was a good effort. I mean, like I said, a lot of guys that don't normally play play pretty heavy minutes and um, and did a really good job. So I think we, we can take a lot of that good stuff away and then we um, will hopefully get – player X, Y, and Z back next. I don't know who's going to be back or not, but whoever's back, um, we'll go back out and, and take the good things and, and try not to have eight turnovers next game in the quarter. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Joe, how did you guys think, how did you think you did defensively um, and, and kind of split into two looks kind of with that man kind of setup you had and then obviously the zone in the fourth? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we were solid. Um when you lose a game, there's obviously things that you can uh, you can can make do better or, or fix or whatever the situation was. Um, I mean, again, like I said, it's like we had guys that haven't really like you can watch as much in shoot around or watch the game, but being out there is completely different. So, um, proud of the guys that, that came out there and, and played their asses off and competed and. Um, like I said, we we try to mix it up a little bit. We went to zone. I think we, that that really helped us for a patch there. Obviously, they got used to it as well, um, probably a little bit. Um, but um, they they ran what they were kind of they ran what they wanted to run. They, I think they got a few boards out of it that they ended up hitting threes on and and little things like that that um, that we can clean up. So um, yeah, it was a it was a good effort. Obviously, like I said, it still sucks losing, regardless of who's out there or who you're playing or, or no matter what. So we'll, uh, we'll go look at it, look at the tape, I'm sure. Um, come back on, I don't even know what day it is, whatever, whenever we play next. 
Last question, Maxime Lagorgeous, the free agent out of France. Maxime, the free agent. <laughs> um, where do you find the mental strength to come back? Say it again. Where do you find the mental strength to come back in this game? Because I don't want to be on any other clips in film. If you're on one. <laughs> I mean, it's... Um, no, I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, it's why we play basketball. It's why we, we do what we do. We want to compete. We want to, we obviously want to win. That's first and foremost. Um, I mean, I compete at home with Renee of, with everything. We compete, compete with my children over things. Um, I think it's just the nature of who we are and the, the jobs that we have. We, we want to win regardless. And, um, I don't know what we were down at one point. I think we were down like 13 or 14, whatever it was at some point in the game. And um, that's where you just, like, again, you've just got to figure it out on the fly a little bit because we're, we're in the middle of a game, but figure out what we can change defensively. I think the zone helped um, offensively. Like I said, we wanted to play obviously a little bit more free and get some threes up. Um, obviously with different bigs, we didn't have Fave and Rudy. We had Ersan and, and Juan playing the five. So uh, obviously different looks from our, our five. So um Yeah, I think, like I said, I think a lot of it, 99% of it is just the fact that we, we want to win. You want to compete. You don't want to, you don't want to lose any game, um, regardless of who you're playing, what the, the timing is, what time the game's at. Even if you play two one o'clock games, um, you, you want to, uh, you, you want to win. So that's just the, the competitive nature of, of who and, and who we are. Okay. That's it. Thank you, Joe. Give my man Maximus a job. He's a free agent. That's Joe Ingles, 20 points, 14 assists for Joe on Saturday. Joe also had three steals. He was 6 of 14 from the field, 6 of 12 from three. Had some uh, some turnover issues in the third quarter, as they talked about a little bit there. But other than that, Joe with a really terrific game. Let's uh, wrap up the player sound with Jordan Clarkson. All right, we'll start with Sarah Todd, Desert News. Hey, Jordan. Um, it looked like you were maybe limping a little bit off the court there at the end. Is your ankle feeling okay? And uh, how, how are you feeling after the back-to-back and playing 46 minutes tonight? Oh, 46 minutes. Uh, I even see that, but uh, I wish we ended in regulation. But, uh, no, my ankle's feeling good. Uh, I was just a little, you know, tired, probably soreness still left in there. But, um, you know, we competed, played hard tonight. Um, you know, it's good. We got a rest day tomorrow. I'll be ready to go uh, on the next game. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, fatigue, tired. Uh, I haven't played that many, that many minutes in a long time. So, um, just one of those things that, you know, just happens. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Jordan, with uh, Donovan out and Mike out, obviously that made a, a huge difference for you personally. And then, you know, with, with Rudy out and Fave out, just guys all over the place kind of put in different situations, bigger situations. What kind of were some of the unique adjustments that you guys found yourselves having to make tonight as the game went on? Um, really, it was just defensively. You know, they came out there with a – you know, a big lineup, you know, we, we had to switch things, um, you know, pull in and help uh, cause us to, to uh, get in closeout situations. But, um, you know, being down, I think we, we got down 15 at one point, uh, maybe even more to that. Just to be able to fight back, get in the game, have a chance to win it uh, was really good. You know, once we get, you know, guys back healthy, um, I think we'll do a good job of uh, holding that paint down and, you uh, you know, stopping them from getting those uh, easy baskets. 
Last one, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Jordan, you got the chance to play with some guys that maybe you don't or haven't got a lot of time to play with, you know, Urson, Trent Forrest, and so on and so forth. Just kind of what do you make of their games and, and kind of what do you learn about them when you get the chance to play with them on the court? Uh, I get to learn a lot about them. You know, Urson really shot the ball, spaced the floor for us. Um, that was the first time I actually seen him in, you know, live action and, you know, really got to play with him for a long amount of time. So, um, tonight he really showed that he could shoot the ball, space the floor for us, um, and, and defend also. Um, you know, he made some big plays for us, uh, for us to have a chance to win that game. You know, the block on Kuzma was pretty big. Um, I think Joe comes down and hit a three. Um, you know, those are big plays for us. Uh, you know, guys that come in the lineup and, and uh, you know, change the game um, is really big for us. Just shows how deep we are and, um, you know, it's just going to get us ready for this uh, for this run, this playoff run, and uh, the end of the season. There you go. Jordan Clarkson, 27 points to lead the way for the Jazz, 11 to 27 shooting, uh, 5 of 15 from 3. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, as he talked about there, played 46 minutes. All right, coming up next, more DJ and PK. The Jazz lost the Lakers in overtime on Saturday, 127 to 115. And, of course, uh, the ne- up next for the Jazz, I should mention, uh, they play this very same Lakers team again tonight. That game will tip off at 8. Pre-game coverage begins at 7. There's the best of the Jazz post-game show. When we come back, what is trending. The headlines are next.